What's going on, world? It is the fashion analyst, and I am here with my very first soundbite on Anchor. I am so excited that you guys are listening to this, that you're tuning in with me today. Um, I just wanted to give you a brief overview of what you can expect here on the Fashion Analyst Radio. Um, Of course, we're going to be talking about fashion news, and let me just tell you, there is a lot of drama happening in the fashion industry, and I want to make sure that you guys are definitely in the know. We'll be talking about beauty reviews, if things are really worth the hype that they received. Uh, We'll also be talking about everything in between, life, love, inspiration, and even at the adventure, if if it comes up. So, I am so looking forward to this journey. I hope that you guys are too. I'll also be adding different music clips that are inspiring me, maybe that day or in that moment. So, hopefully you guys are ready for all this goodness that I'm going to dish out to you. So, I will talk to you guys in the next sound clip. Bye. What's going on, beautiful people? I was just sitting in the car thinking about a blog post that I wrote maybe about a year ago, maybe six months ago, six months to a year. Um, And this person came to me to write for their blog, and they wanted me to write about dressing for your age, what that means, what that looks like, and how can one do it. Well, me being me, I had to keep it 100% honest. And I'm going to tell you guys here and right now that I believe dressing for your age is a, a bunch of crap. Who does that? What does that even mean? I cannot bring definition to something that I don't even think should exist at all. Okay? Um, A lot of people believe that once you hit a certain age, whatever age that may be in their head, that something, a switch goes off and you just automatically start grabbing orthopedic shoes and trousers that rest just above your navel. Who does that? Who wants to dress like that? The women in my family, as they get older, let me tell you something, they wear some bomb clothing still now they wear what's comfortable for them they wear what makes them happy and it is what it is and it looks fabulous doing it so if you want to be that 85 year old woman that wears a bikini on the beach or that 95 year old man who wears a speedo with his butt cheeks out do you okay no one has a right to tell you what you can and cannot do if it makes you happy own it that is your truth bottom line period I don't think that dressing for your age is a thing or should be a thing. Now, I do believe that when you are younger, like under the age of 18, there is a certain way that you should dress to cover up the goods because you're too young to to be attracting male attention, period. I don't care what anyone says. So I do think there's a limit to it. But for the most part, When you think of dressing your age, you think of older women trying to be young. And maybe they feel young and youthful on the inside. I look at um, Instagram accounts of, um, you know, Angela Bassett and even Batty Winkle. If you don't know who Batty Winkle is, you need to go on IG and check her out. Mama is like 80-something years old, but body is snatched, okay? And she wears like, like 
something you would normally see worn by a 20 year old a 30 year old she wears like the bodycon dresses and you know the latex material like the the bamboo door knocker earrings like mama is a fly okay and that makes her happy it started out as a joke and now she has a career being batty winkle it worked for her and she looks great i don't think she looks bad wearing that kind of stuff so i mean it just boils down to whatever the person decides to wear is what they wear and no one has a right to tell them anything different so that's my opinion i would love to hear how you guys feel about it definitely i don't know i don't really know how this whole anchor radio situation works but i saw a button for call in so you guys definitely call in let's have a conversation let's get this going is dressing for your age a thing why or why not do you dress your age do you think when you turn 60 you're gonna want to dress your age i don't know that's just a thought to think about i guess but um i will see we'll see i'll talk to you guys in the next clip what's up you guys already i'm back with another bit of fashion news for you guys for those fashion enthusiasts out there if you didn't know already h&m is actually about to launch a brand new brand called niden n-y-d-e-n niden and it's specifically targeted towards millennial consumers Alrighty, so the word niden comes from the swedish words ny and y which means new and den d-e-n meaning it so new it or if you flip it it's it new i don't know but that's the name the team is actually going to be led by oscar olsen and according to h&m the collections will again resonate with the millennials um and they say that millennials tend to be more sensitive than ever to credibility authenticity and personality so for all my millennials out there who may be listening to this Niden may be the brand for you if you like luxury but don't like those luxurious prices or price points then Niden is supposed to be anchored towards you um you can follow them on their website i believe it's Niden.com, or they also have a ig page um none of their clothing has been released yet nor has a release date been given for when we can shop the the new brand by H&M but definitely check out their website where you can sign up for their mailing list that will keep you up to date on what's to be expected and when those clothings will drop so keep your ears to the ground get your feelers out there I have high hopes for Niden although H&M was just on some shady stuff not too long ago they had this little black boy who was a model and his sweatshirt said coolest monkey in the jungle and i know some people may be rolling their eyes like oh here she's making racist like making making something so innocent so racist but if you don't know let me educate you really quickly um monkey is actually a a slur towards african-americans um, we were called porch monkeys and monkeys um, and still are to this day. So the fact that they had a little black boy wearing a coolest monkey in the jungle in the jungle sweatshirt was a little eh, 
you know, their marketing team needs a little bit more work. They need a little bit more ethics training. Um, they have since apologized and removed the picture as well as the sweatshirt from their inventory. So kudos to H&M for uh, handling that. But anywho, I'm not going to count that against them. It could just be a simple marketing error. You know, I think if they had a little white boy wearing the sweatsuit or the sweatshirt, it wouldn't have been as offensive. So we'll see. Maybe they'll try to rebrand it, remarket it some type of way. But, um, you know, whatever. We're just going to let that ride for now. But, yeah. So H&M has Nighting coming out for those millennials. And even if you aren't a millennial, it's really focused for um, focused towards people who love luxurious quality clothing so we'll see what's to come of it hopefully they'll have a runway show if not then i don't know i don't know hopefully it's some bomb minimal minimalistic pieces you know good quality black dresses some grays you know some navies in there you know stuff that is timeless that's what i'm looking forward to more timeless pieces but we shall see so stay tuned you guys So it is official, you guys. I want you guys to start plugging yourselves on this channel because it's only good if we all win together. So I want to have shout out Saturdays where before I get started with any of my fashion news or beauty reviews, I want to make sure you guys get the proper credit. So submit your call-ins, leave your name, leave your... your, uh, what else do you guys leave on here your radio station name look you can even plug your instagram do what you have to do but shout out saturdays is gonna be a thing starting this saturday so make sure you guys get your plugs in i want to give a shout out already to positive gamer who gave the first call-in ever for the fashion analyst radio so i want to make sure he gets the first plug this saturday but definitely let me know if you guys want to be included in this let's get on this together y'all have some fashion news you want to share too call in let me know what's up i want us all to be in this thing together it is a community you know what i'm saying there is no I in team, and we all in this together. So definitely hit me up, plug everything, don't be ashamed, and let's do this. Shout out Saturdays, this Saturday. Let's go. Hey, you guys. This is my final entry of the evening. As I was unwinding from my day, I came across this article on mydomain.com. It was written by Genevieve Fish, and it is Seven Ways Effective Leaders Make Decisions. I thought this was a great article, and I just wanted to share some key points. Definitely call in if you have some key points of effective leadership of your own. I would love to hear about it, and I'm sure the listeners of the station would love to hear about it as well um but i'm just gonna go through it really quickly and let go so the first point is surround yourself with excellent advisors okay you are only as smart as the team that you surround yourself with okay so know your weaknesses and know your weaknesses well surround yourself with people who will fill in those knowledge gaps okay the next thing is confront your most stressful decision first Everyone knows procrastination sucks. It feels good while you're in the moment, but once the deadline is getting closer and closer, it sucks. That feeling of panic and anxiety takes over. 
handle your business, y'all. Handle your business as soon as you need, okay? So don't postpone decision-making, especially if it's a big, stressful decision. Just handle it. Handle it when it crosses your desk. Next, collect honest feedback from your team, okay? So in order to be an effective leader, you have to accept criticism. You have to be open to it. There is no way that you can better yourself without listening to the critiques of others, all right? Know that they have your best interest in mind. If you surround yourself with the right people, good quality people, then you shouldn't have a fear of what they're going to say, even if it's bad news, because you will know that they're only telling you that to make you better, okay? Next, you want to connect with your end goal on a daily basis. Your day may consist of making Tons of small decisions. It's so easy to lose sight of what what the ultimate end goal is. So at the end of your day, when you're unwinding, before you leave for work, just check in with your end goal again. Remind yourself why you're doing what you're doing. Okay? Next, practice emotional self-control. So no matter how flustered and how frustrated you may get, don't you dare let your team see it. Okay? If your world is crashing down and the sky is falling, don't you dare show your team members that the sky is falling. They look to you for motivation and inspiration and encouragement and they shouldn't expect anything less. So deal with your personal crisis, even if it's business crisis, even if you're going bankrupt. Don't let them know until it's time. Because who knows, your situation may turn around in the midnight hour and here you have people flustered thinking they're going to lose their job and they're not. All right? So next, improve your communication skills. You can be the smartest person in the world. But if you cannot articulate what you mean or how you feel or the goals or your strategic plan, then what good is being smart? You need to clearly articulate with your team and even your investors and your clients, whomever that you interact with on a daily basis. You need to make sure that your communication is clear and concise. That's it, all right? You want to make sure that everyone sees the vision and you make it plain. Don't use big words if you don't need to. Keep it simple. Last but not least, limit your options. There was a study that was published by Sheena Einiger of Columbia Business School and Mark Lepper of Stanford Psychology Department. They proved that people have a harder time making decisions when there are more than five or six available options. So limit your options. Consider three to four possible scenarios, weigh the pros and cons of each. Any more considerations than that, you will suffer from a paradox of choice. Alrighty, beautiful people. So that is the end of the article. Thanks again, Genevieve Fish, for writing such an amazing piece. It was phenomenal. Some of that commentary was, of course, my own, but she definitely sparked the conversation. So definitely check it out. Again, mydomain.com. And yeah, you guys have a wonderful night, and I will check in with you tomorrow.